welcome to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your friends, Holly and Beck. Thanks for listening as we discover ways to invest in all our relationships using tools such as the Enneagram, love languages and parenting with love and logic. Here we go. Hi lovers, you are listening to Holly and Beck on I Love You Too Much to Argue. So, Beck, recently we've been looking at our downloads mm-hmm. for different episodes and we were ch- chatting about our most popular episodes. Yep. And then we went and re-listened to them. Yes. And so what we thought we'd do is revisit mm-hmm. a couple of our most downloaded episodes. Yeah. And the first one we're going to revisit is episode, I think it was five. five. Yep. yep. was about toddlers. And so we're going to chat for a little bit and then we're going to replay that episode for you. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to chat a little bit again yep. for a competition, another competition. <laughs> we love competitions. We do. So firstly, this episode talks about giving choices to toddlers specifically mm-hmm. and offering them lots of choices when the price tag is small. Yes. To give them practice in making choices, to give them practice in having healthy control within the limits that you set for them. Mm-hmm. Now, whilst this episode focuses on toddlers, it's actually a very useful tool for all ages. Definitely. And we use it in our everyday lives, you and I. Definitely. Like not only with our children, right? That's right. I mean, I was just saying to you before we hit record that I'd just sent a text message to a friend saying, Mm -hmm. do you want to text me about it or would you like me to call you later? Yeah, because you're not available right now to talk about it. That's right. So you gave them a couple of options that would work for you. That's right. At a later time. I'm not being mean. I wasn't actually even thinking about offering choices. It just, it's become a natural part of how Mm. I kind of speak. And to her, it must be very clear. Yes. Like you can text me Uh or... I'll call you later. Like I'm fine with either of those, like whatever suits you. Just So I encourage you when you listen to this episode, when you revisit it, um, if you don't have toddlers, that's okay. Mm. Take the information in and think about it in terms of whatever age your kids are Mm -hmm. and modify it to suit their age group. Yes. And I've recently watched, we've got a couple of friends who've got like newborn babies. Yes. I mean, they're, they're a few months old now, but I've watched them give choices mm. to their newborn babies who mm-hmm. can't communicate the choice that they want. Mm-hmm. But it's teaching the child that they have power That's in right. the choice. And as soon as they can communicate, mm. and I've seen it actually, one of these um, children is a little older than one now, and so they can point. Yes. And so they've learned, well, if I do you want this nappy or this nappy? And yeah. they point to the one that they want. And it just empowers our kids yes. to make choices. That's right, because the parent's not saying, you know, I need to really change your nappy. Please let me help you change mm-hmm. it. The parent is saying it's actually nappy change time. Yeah. Because I can't leave you in that soiled diaper nappy. Mm-hmm. We call them nappies, by the way, in Australia. Mm. If you're wondering what that word means, it's diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and so the parent's setting a limit of, we're going to change you. Mm-hmm. Would you like this one or that one? Yeah. But giving the child some power and some control of the situation actually helps children be more compliant. And we do talk about that a little bit in the episode. Mm-hmm. When you use this technique back with your adult, not adult, teenage children, uh-huh. 
can you like think of a time that you've recently used it or how it comes out in your natural conversation with them or offering them different choices within the limits that you set for them? Mm-hmm. We recently, um, my husband's just started a full-time job mm-hmm. outside of the home. So mm-hmm. he was working before, but he worked from home. And so, and my husband did a lot of uh, work around the house like he did all the cooking and mm-hmm, a lot of the mm-hmm. cleaning and so there we had conversations before he started this new job with our kids to say okay mm-hmm. dad's not around as much we all have to now do more around the house than we have been and so I wrote out a list of all of the chores that would need to be done and said to them okay which ones do you want to mm-hmm. choose you need to choose two off this list one off that list one off that list you decide mm-hmm. um, and then of course the children wanted the same job. <laughs> and so then there was a, well, do you want to choose off this list first or off that list first? And then the <laughs> other child got to choose which list. They- so it it helps with negotiating things yes. as well, is just giving them those choices around, like we're actually going to help. You are going to do more around the house, mm-hmm. but you can choose how you mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. yeah, I still definitely use it, especially for my kids around things that I know that are difficult for them. Mm. And you know, we don't want to use the choices when things are difficult. So things that I know could have the potential to be difficult, Mm -hmm. I'll use lots of choices leading up to that, whatever that thing is. And we're going to put the video again in this episode description, but from our last episode, we put the same video Mm -hmm. in, which is a video of me offering my son lots of choices around bath time when he was about six. He's 12 now, so Mm -hmm. it's quite some time ago. He's so cute. (laughs) But he still finds sensory things very difficult specifically Mm. wet getting wet it's Mm. very hard for him and so I know that having a shower is quite difficult so I will say to him hey it's probably time to have a shower do you want to do it tonight or first thing in the morning Mm. so I'll give him give him the option which takes out the power struggle yeah because he knows he has to get he has to get bathed yeah yeah so I'll still use choices so I won't that specific area too you probably don't I can't remember the exact number, but it's something like 46 choices or something. Yeah, something that video. I can't remember. You probably don't do that no. every time. No, absolutely not. But what I don't do is I won't say, hey, mate, go and have a shower, please. Mm. No, mum, I don't want to have a, have a shower. Or do you want to have it now or in the morning? Like that's the wrong way around to use it. You've yes. actually got to use it preemptively. Yeah. Not once they're already resisting you. That's right. Yeah. So it would be, it would look like, hey, do you want to have a shower tonight? It's probably time to have a shower. Do you want to have one tonight or in the morning? He'll always choose the later one because he's trying yes. to delay it. And so then I'll follow it up with, do you need me to remind you tomorrow or or will you come and tell me when you've done it? And he'll often say, I need a reminder. Mm. And then I'll follow it up again because I know how he works. I will say to him um, something like, how are you going to respond to me when when you, when you I ask you it's, mm-hmm. it's time to have a shower with your reminder? Are you going to respond well or are you going to respond bad? And it's like, because he's able to make the decision mm. right then and there that mm-hmm. he's going to respond well for a future time, uh-huh. when it gets to that future time, he responds well. Yes. That's, is, that's a good one. It I is. like yeah. it. Yeah. Because yeah. in the moment, if if you didn't ask that question in advance, for mm. him to make the decision early mm. when things are calm, that's right. that he's going to respond well, in that moment when mm. he's not wanting to have a shower, yes, he if he hasn't already made the decision he's going to respond well, all of his senses are going off and he's not necessarily right. going to respond well, right? So right. I love that you're you're helping him to think about how he's going to respond in a situation that he knows or you know is going to be difficult for him. Yeah. 
you're giving him such great skills right there. Well, look, we're all trying, right? (laughs) So have a listen to this toddlers episode revisited Mm -hmm. and then stay tuned for we're going to come back and announce another competition we had and we had one last week in our Mm -hmm. episode but this is a different one so stay tuned for how you can enter that and Mm -hmm. what the prize is good afternoon beck hey holly how are you going today great thanks how about you good thank you i'm so excited for this episode me too we are talking about something that has probably been a century long problem that will continue to be an issue (laughs) it's not going to go away no but we are going to talk about it today and it is going to be glorious I know that you love this topic as much as I do yeah but today we're going to talk about tantrums (laughs) toddlers (laughs) toilet training and it is going to be a game changer for some people yeah I know that this has been such an invaluable tool for myself and for my family and I know that you felt the same totally as well. So yeah. first of all, when I'm just going to say this, tantrums. Mm. Tantrums are going to happen. They are normal. Mm-hmm. The information we're going to give you isn't necessarily going to stop them but it is going to show you how to reduce them and how to handle them better mm-hmm. and how, to, how you feel better about them. So they will happen. My kids, when they don't get their own way, now it's not the same as a toddler tantrum now that they're older. But no one likes it when they don't get their own way. Mm. I don't like it when I don't get my own way. Me either. No one does. And so it's just about learning to manage the emotions that come with not getting your own way or not getting what you want. Mm -hmm. But tantrums will still happen. So for toddlers, they actually need equal amounts of power and attention and most often toddlers actually don't have well they don't feel like they have enough power because their Mm. world is all about being told what to do and someone else kind of looking after them and managing them but they're actually tiny little individual people that have Mm -hmm. a strong will that they want to do things their own way because humans are born to learn to be inquisitive and to explore their world and to find out you know, cause and effect. And that's just a normal part of human development and brain development. But once we recognize that toddlers especially require this power and attention, we can actually give them some form Mm. of healthy power within the limits that we set. And it can actually help them to become so much more calm and to Mm -hmm. reduce their frustrations and their tantrums and all of that. So we're going to talk about that today. So excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so can you, do you reckon, Beck, you could guess what um, is one of the words that toddlers learn really fast? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why is that? Well, toddlers, a lot of toddlers, not all of them, but most toddlers, <laughs> I've, actually I've heard a lot of parents say, about their own kids, oh, yeah, you know, this kid or my kid is, you know, got such a strong will. You know what? They all do. Yes. (laughs) You will get the very occasional kid who is very always compliant. Mm -hmm. But toddlers are going to be strong-willed and they're going to assert their willpower because that's all part of growing up and learning Mm. about the world and learning what happens when I assert my willpower. Mm -hmm. So toddlers really often will be really good at saying the word no when they're asked to do something Mm -hmm. because 
they've heard it so much before. Mm-hmm. They hear no a lot. And that's normal because when you first have a baby or you first introduce a child into your family and they begin to explore the world, all of a sudden you realise all the things that you don't want them to do. You don't Mm -hmm. want them to touch this. You don't want them to hurt themselves. You don't want them to stop eating their food when they're supposed to be eating it. And so you don't want them to touch something when they've got dirty hands or whatever. And so they're often so used to hearing the word no. And so then when we as parents ask them to do something, well, they respond to us the same way we've responded (laughs) to them, which is no. (laughs) It's so true. So true. I remember this time once I was at your house and mm-hmm. um, we had uh, must must have had a bit of a gathering there because there was some other people there with their children and I remember seeing this child going to the light switch and turning mm-hmm. it on and off and my instant reaction was to tell them not to do it, like to stop <laughs> doing that. But it wasn't my house, it wasn't my child, so it wasn't my place to say anything. <laughs> and You were there and you didn't actually say no and, and I remember – like just thinking, what is she doing? Um, I don't know if you remember that, but tell me why. Why didn't you? Why didn't you tell the child to stop playing with the light switch? <laughs> I do vaguely remember it. Um, look, I mean, on a number of levels, it's not my child, even though it's my house. Mm. Um, but in saying that, I think you obviously you want to give your child boundaries and you want to let them know what's okay in certain situations for this particular child I knew him quite well and I thought that there's no point in that particular situation in me telling him no 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 don't do that because what that creates for a lot of children is oh this is exciting and this is something I now want to do because a I'm getting a reaction out of the adult Mm -hmm. and as I said before toddlers want power Mm -hmm. and that is a way that they gain power by you telling them no and then then them continuing to do it because for a toddler that says I have the power of the adult because Mm -hmm. I can make them squawk by doing this (laughs) light switch thing Mm -hmm. so I think in my mind in that particular situation and in others as well with my kids with Mm -hmm. my own kids I would have thought okay yeah, maybe I don't want him to do that. Sometimes you can use distraction instead of having to say no. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, well, he's going to do it for a few seconds and realise he's not going to get any power or attention out of that and then change his behaviour and then the light switch won't be so alluring to him mm-hmm. because he won't. he's tried that and it hasn't worked for him. Mm. Now, I don't say that to say you shouldn't say no to your child. That's not yes. what this is about. Mm-hmm. But rather what we need to do is give our children and our toddlers specifically enough power and control within their own world Mm. so that they don't feel the need to do those things. And so that when we do tell them no or we do ask them to do something, they actually become a lot more compliant because they feel like they've got some control in Mm -hmm. their world. How can we do that? How can we give them some control and power? Well, One thing I like to think about is if you think about yourself, for example, as an adult Mm -hmm. from the moment you wake up in the morning or even before that, normally for an adult, you've decided what time you're going to wake up 
because you've had to set your alarm, for example. Mm -hmm. You've decided what time you're going to wake up. You've decided whether or not you hit snooze. You've decided when you wake up what kind of pants you're going to wear because Mm -hmm. maybe you are going to work and you need your work pants or maybe you're going to a big dinner and you need to have some stretchy elastic or something on (laughs) (laughs) on your jeans or or whatever so there's a lot of things that you as an adult get to decide Mm -hmm. and have control about in your day now for a toddler often what happens is they're told when to get up they're told what time they're having breakfast they're told what what they have to wear but one of the ways that we can give them heaps of the feeling of control within our own limits Mm. is by offering them choices now Mm -hmm. this is Uh, a love and logic technique that they do really well and they explain it so well and there's heaps of resources about this one in particular that I would start with if I was recommending it would be their love and logic magic for early childhood book Mm -hmm. it's a great book it's an amazing book but one of the things they talk about in that book is offering choices to your child a lot and it's not that you you never offer a choice to your child that you don't want them to choose. So what Mm -hmm. we're talking about is offering choices to your child and that you offer them only two choices Mm -hmm. and each of those choices, you are happy for them to choose either one and Mm -hmm. either one of those ones doesn't matter to you. So that's what we're talking about. So you might say to your child, uh, it's breakfast time. Would you like to have wheat bix or cornflakes? Mm -hmm. Now you wouldn't say, would you like to have wheat bix or cocoa pops if you weren't happy for them to choose cocoa pops? Mm. So you've only got you give choices that's within your own limits. So you mm-hmm. wouldn't give them a choice that you didn't want them to choose, but you would always give them a choice within your own limits because that way they feel like, oh, this is exciting. I get mm-hmm. to choose this thing here. Mm-hmm. And so you offer your child as many little choices throughout the day as you could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. And it actually helps them to feel more empowered. It helps them to practice making decisions and it helps them to feel like they've got more of that power so that when there is something that you need to ask them to do, they actually become more compliant and better at doing it. Mm. So like, for example, if you are, out and about and you get your toddler out of the car and you're about to cross the road you want to make sure the child is safe so you're not going to say to them would you like to cross the road by yourself or would you like me to take you because that's a really unsafe choice Mm. but you might say would you like to hold my hand while we cross the road or would you like me to carry you because both of those options are safe but it gives Mm -hmm. the child a a feeling and a sense that They've got some sort of control in this situation. Mm -hmm. I'll tell a little story if that's okay with you. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, when one of my kids was little, we were at a park and we were playing and, you know, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be time to go soon. And there was another family at the park and this family also was about to go. I didn't know the family. And this, the mum said, to the child it's time to go Johnny or whatever his name was <laughs> time to go Johnny it's time to go and Johnny of course didn't want to go because he loved being at the park I mean who would want to go it's the I park. know I know who wants to leave a park <laughs> and this child was 
obviously really stubborn and didn't want to leave the park. And I felt for this mum because I'm like, this could be any of us. This is, mm-hmm. you know, we've all experienced that before. doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what you know. All parents have experienced this before, mm-hmm. I'm sure, where you want your child to do something and they're, they're sticking up a fuss about it. Uh-huh. So I watched this mum and she said, Johnny, it's time to go, it's time to go. And then she said, all right, if you don't come now, I'm going to leave without you. And then she slowly started to walk off. She was still within sight, obviously. She was a good mum, mm-hmm. <laughs> not bagging her out. She wasn't being unsafe. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but we've all done that thing where you threaten them. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if you don't leave now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go without you. And yep. she started to slowly walk off, just like watching him out of the corner of her eye. And little Johnny, of course, knows mum and knows how she <laughs> does stuff. So he didn't bat an eyelid. Like, uh-huh. He knows mum's not, he's, he's got a good mum. He knows mum's not actually going to leave him at the mm-hmm. park. And so uh, he just kept swinging on the swing or whatever he's doing. And then mum comes back, Johnny, I mean it. I mean it. If you don't come now, I'm going to leave. Oh, come on, Johnny, come on. I'm, I mean it. Anyway, this went on for a little while and eventually mum got super frustrated, growled at Johnny and then went over and grabbed him by the hand and kind of dragged him, not in a, um, hurtful way no not in a hurtful way <laughs> um, so yeah and that was that and so I watched this play out and I thought okay I know my love and logic skills I don't always use them as much as I should I'm trying I'm practicing mm-hmm. and so then I started to think okay how could I make my experience of leaving the park different to what has just happened that I've seen because I know that that could very easily be my experience with my mm. child so then I realized okay so little Johnny didn't have enough power or control over his situation right there. So how can I give my child control or power in this situation? So Mm -hmm. I said, I said to, I said to my child, it's going to be time to leave the park soon. Do you want to go now or would you like 10 more minutes? And of course, what is a child going to choose? 10 10 more minutes. minutes. But, you know, you say that to your child 10 more minutes before you actually want to leave. So mm-hmm. I didn't mind which one he wanted to choose. Then when the 10 minutes were up, I said, the 10 minutes is up. Would you like to walk to the car or run to the car? And or would you like to hold my hand while we walk to the car or would you like to jump to the car? And then my child was like, I'd like to walk to the car. And then I said, would you like to get off the swing now? Or would you like to get off the swing with your feet in the air? And he looked up at me and said, <laughs> feet in the air. So what that meant for me at that time was picking him up and putting his feet in the air. But he was so happy. And then we got mm-hmm. to the car and I said, do you want to open the door or do you want mum to open the door? Mum to open the door. So I opened the door. Do you want to jump in the car by yourself or do you want me to hold your hand while you jump in the car? <laughs> I'll jump in myself. Do you want to put your belt on or do you want mummy to put your belt on? I want to put my belt on. Now, of course, I will say this as a caveat. Once the, the child has put their belt on, you must check it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once he'd put his belt on, do you want mum to check it with both hands or with one hand? <laughs> Something like that. Always uh-huh. giving them the choice with what you're happy with. So my child left the park and was happy. Now, I will say this. I can hear all the parents out there saying, yeah, but my child's much smarter and my child's going to want a third option. Mm. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. <laughs> I'm sure you've experienced this back with your own kids where they want a third option. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One of the reasons we give them these options and offer and provide these choices is it gives them really good practice making decisions and that helps them later in life. But one of the things that Love and Logic teach is about when you when you offer them two choices and they say, oh, but I want this other third choice that I've come up with, what they teach is to actually say, oh, I'm so sorry, that wasn't one of the choices, and then repeat your choice again. And if mm. they can't make a decision, then you choose for them mm. because what that teaches them is, okay, I need to make the decision for me because if I don't choose, mum ends up choosing for me and mm-hmm. I don't want mum to choose for mm-hmm. me. I want to choose. <laughs> I want to be the one to choose. Yes. So I better quickly choose because I know that if I don't, mum will choose for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've used these choices, as you know, with my kids for so long and it really does help. And even now I'll still use choices with uh-huh. my kids or with people or with family or not in the same way as you do with a toddler, but it definitely comes into, you know, anytime I talk to my kids, hey, kids, it's time for dinner. Would you like to set the table or would you like to clean up from dinner afterwards? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not telling them directly what they're going to do, but it's mm-hmm. giving them a choice of, hey, you guys are going to contribute. Which one would you like to contribute yep. to? I often do the, um, you know, you the rubbish bins need emptying. Did you want to do that before dinner or after dinner? Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a regular one here. Yeah. And, it, you know, you're setting a limit of, okay, this is something that needs to happen and you're the person that's going to do it, but you're allowing them some choice around how they're actually going to get that done or get that completed. Mm-hmm. Obviously also there's going to be parents out there who are saying, okay, but what, what, what about when they don't or what if they don't? What if they don't choose? Well, that's a whole nother podcast and we'll address that another time. (laughs) But what I'd really love for everyone to do that is keen to try out this experiment is to start offering their children, they don't have to be toddlers, start offering them lots and lots Mm -hmm. of little choices. Give them 99% of choices when the consequence doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, don't ever use a choice as a threat. So Mm. a a choice as a threat looks like, would you like to turn that TV off or would you like to go to bed early tonight? That's, that's a choice as a threat, <laughs> a way, a way to um, change that up would be, would you like to turn the TV off or do you need me to do it for you? Mm. So either way, the TV is going off, but the, mm-hmm. the child, you know, has some choice in that. Or and even, child, sorry, go on. And if the child doesn't choose, what happens? Well, the adult turns the TV mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Another one, another good one like that is similar to your park story. Five yeah. minutes before you want the TV off, did you want to turn the TV off now or in five minutes? Yes. Mm. Yep. That's really good. And I, I know that um, some parents and parents parents who are thinking this are, were probably raised with drill sergeant parents themselves or find themselves falling into the drill sergeant category, which I know that probably my more natural state sometimes Mm -hmm. and a drill sergeant parent is one who expects that just because a child is a child and just because an adult is an adult that when I give an instruction that they should listen and obey and that's Mm. that's you know an impression that we've gotten from history and from our own upbringing or from the media or whatever but it's very common to think that because I'm the parent or because I'm the adult if I give my child instruction, they should listen and do and obey. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's room for that. 
but that's not always the way it goes and we can't actually control what our children do and how they respond to that so we need to make sure that we've got enough skills that we can put the focus on our relationship and loving them and providing healthy boundaries so that they can make great choices within those boundaries I think we were going to talk about toilet training as well yeah and then I've got one more thing to share at the end but toilet training I know that we are both far from that now Beck. yes (laughs) Now, I'll say this first. Your, toilet, your child won't be able to be toilet trained until they are physio- physiologically ready. Mm. There is a physical aspect to this as well. So if your child is, you know, I was toilet trained by my nana and I wasn't, I wasn't even two. That's mm-hmm. very early. Mm-hmm. But some children aren't toilet trained until they're four. Yep. But it's about physiologically and urine and poo two different muscles so you can actually be toilet trained for one and not the other mm-hmm. they're not necessarily directly related so any parents out there that are toilet training are about to start it we with you we're, we're with you we're with you you can do <laughs> it you can do it and it it won't always be hard and you will you you will get them there but mm-hmm. one of the greatest tips that i've ever heard which also comes from love and logic And this works with anything really. Mm. But if you want your child to do something, model it with great joy and enthusiasm. Mm. So one thing that I like to do sometimes is if I'm trying to get my kids to do something or, or, or want them to, you know, model something from me, is I talk out loud to myself as I'm doing something like, let's say it's, you know, cleaning my teeth or making my bed or something or changing my bed sheets and then making my bed, I'll say things like, oh, wow, it feels so good to have fresh sheets on my bed. And, oh, I love the way it makes me feel when my bed is made and the sheets are all flat and pulled up together. Or after I've brushed my teeth, oh, wow, when I run my tongue on my teeth, they're so smooth and I love the fresh feeling in my mouth. And it's really all about modelling. And with the toilet training, it's the same thing. So... Mm -hmm. Take your child into the toilet with you when you go to the toilet and model it with great joy. (laughs) And it sounds kind of funny, but if your child sees you going to the toilet, they're going to want to do it as well. Mm -hmm. So don't make it become this, you must sit on the toilet for 15 minutes every time the alarm goes off because then it becomes a negative association Mm. but just model it with great joy oh I think I need to go to the toilet I'm gonna go there now would you like to come and watch me sit on the toilet or stand on the toilet depending on how you (laughs) need to use it (laughs) ah wow that feels so good after I've been to the toilet just model it with great Mm -hmm. joy and enthusiasm and make sure that you're um, attending to your child's physiological needs by just checking the signs if they're ready or not so if they're if they're ready they might wake up in the morning with a dry nappy which shows that they're holding it overnight Mm -hmm. that can be a good indicator Mm. so good luck you can do it tell us your stories we want to hear yes tell us tell us us what happens when you model it with great joy and enthusiasm absolutely and until your child as well there'll be something that clicks within them Mm. 
and they'll all of a sudden they'll get it and they'll understand it and they'll be able to link it to that feeling mm-hmm. and they'll get there. Yeah, they we promise. Yeah, we do promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I several years ago, probably six or seven, six years ago or so now, um, I created a video of one of my kids and with his permission I put it on YouTube. But what it is, so this particular child always hated getting <laughs> clean and always hated bath time and having a shower. And so I decided one day that I would give him all the power around showers. And so instead of say, just telling him, you need to have a bath, you're dirty, it's time to get clean. I gave him lots and lots of choices leading up to the bath time. So I'm going to put a link to that Mm. YouTube clip. It goes for about five minutes. I'm going to put a link to that YouTube clip in the episode description. So I encourage you to go and watch it. Uh Uh-huh. And I really encourage you to go and watch it. It's a great video. It's it's very cute and it's funny. (laughs) But I know that when you watch it, some parents are going to say, because there's quite a lot of choices that I offer him leading up Mm -hmm. to something that I knew was difficult for him. Some parents are going to say, I don't have enough time to ask that many choices leading up to something that he finds difficult. You don't have to do it like that every time. But Mm. I do encourage you to start practising giving heaps and heaps more choices leading up to something that might be difficult because Mm -hmm. it really will change their entire outlook. And in the video, my child, I mean, he is a super sweet boy. (laughs) But in the video, he appears to be such a very sweet, compliant, obedient child. Mm-hmm. But the reason I created that video was because it was such a battle and so hard. And so it really shows the difference mm-hmm. in how it can really help. So I will put a link to that in the description. So make sure you go and watch that. Mm-hmm. And rate, review and subscribe. Share this yes. with a friend. Share this with a friend that's got a toddler and if you think that they would find it helpful too. And please let us know once you've tried giving lots of choices and how it's gone for you and ask us any questions if you'd like and head to Love & Logic website. They've got lots of resources on there, loveandlogic.com, that can point you in the right direction to research more about this. I encourage you as well to order a book or borrow one from a friend. Beck, what did you think of re-listening to that? Um, so helpful mm. just to revisit the um, the concept of offering choices, why we do it yes. and how we do it. Because yes. I think, you know, I love the bit about offering choices that only we're happy with. Because mm. if we offer one we're not happy with, they're always going to choose that, exactly aren't they? Exactly right. They'll know. They've yep. got these senses in them, I'm sure. They do. So I... I mean, every time we listen to stuff like this, I feel like it reinvigorates me to use the technique with my own kids. And so it's so valuable. I really, when I re-listened to it, I really was reminded of that, that children and especially toddlers need equal amounts of power and attention. Yes. And that this can be a really great way to give them Mm -hmm. that. And when they have that or when they feel like they have Mm -hmm. that at least, then they're actually much more compliant and calm. Yeah. And it's just a natural part of being human. Yeah. Yeah. So our experiment that we want you to do, Mm -hmm. and this is part of our competition. So what we'd like you to do is in your parenting journey with your kids or your child, we want you to think of something that's really difficult within the family Mm -hmm. or something that that your child finds really difficult to do. And what we want you to do is get a pen and paper 
and write down as many choices leading up to that problem as you can think of, Mm -hmm. similar to the video that was in the episode description. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and watch the video. And so in the video, my child's difficulty was bath time or getting clean. Mm -hmm. And I thought about as many choices as I could leading up Mm. to what I knew he found difficult. So what we want you to do is an experiment in your own home with one of your children or Mm -hmm. with your kids. Think about what's something difficult that you know they're going to find difficult and then sit down and with a pen and paper, write as many choices as Mm. you can think of leading up to that problem or leading up to that difficulty Mm -hmm. so that you can then run the experiment and see how it goes. Mm. Now, once you've done that, this is how you enter the competition. What you've got to do is write to us and tell us what happened, tell us your problem, tell us when you experimented, tell us how it went. Mm -hmm. If it goes bad, you can still enter. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we are going to put those people in like a drawer. Yep. And again, like last time, we're going to give you an hour of our time. Mm-hmm. So whether that's on Zoom because you're far away or it's in person because you're here. And we will sit with you and we'll talk to you about um, a parenting topic of your choosing. Yep. It might be that you're having a difficulty around a certain area and we can help brainstorm together mm. some solutions for you mm-hmm. to implement in your home. Yeah. So excited. I'm excited to I'm excited to hear the stories. You don't have to film it like I did. If you do, we'll happily watch it. Yes. <laughs> And, I mean, I'd love to see the choices you offer too. Yes. Like the list of choices that you come up with because it might give us ideas for choices Absolutely. Yeah. So, Beck, would you like to do the outro or would you like me to do it? (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Head to our Instagram or our, if you want to get in touch with us, email us at I love you too much to argue at gmail.com and thanks for listening. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head to your favourite podcast platform to rate, review and subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram at I love you too much to argue podcast. Find us on Facebook or email us at I love you too much to argue at gmail.com. Thanks, lovers.